Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Third hour, Clay and Buck kicks off now, and we are joined by Dr. Marty McCary. He is at Johns Hopkins University Medical Center. He's also the author of The Price We Pay. Um, And Dr. McCary, great to have you on as always. Thanks for being here with us. Um, I want to start with this one. Are, are there really, and I, I think I know what the answer is, but there's a part of me that's hoping that I'm not going to get the answer you're going to give here. Uh, we've seen some talk of mask, masks coming back from the White House, no less, and even from a school. Clay brought that up yesterday. Um, I'm seeing masks, especially in airports these days. For some reason, COVID only lives at airports in some people's minds. When you have some of your medical colleagues, um, when you have a moment with them, do any of them really look you in the eye and say mask mandates are going to stop COVID? Like they actually believe this still? I, I mean that honestly. Like, are there still true believers that you come across in medicine when it comes to Fauciism? Yeah, they do believe it, and I think it's because they don't actually read the studies. They instead they just follow the groupthink and the dogma and the consensus because the consensus is coming from the powerful elites in the medical field. These are highly partisan leaders of the professional associations. They are very intertwined with the CDC and NIH, Fauci types. Uh, And look, I want to believe the masks work too. I I really want it to work, but it just doesn't, right? That's the scientific process. I want to believe in Goldilocks and the three bears. I want to believe in a lot of things. But when you have evidence that does not exist and then strong research to the contrary the scientific process is you listen to that evidence. Right now, we've got this study called the Cochrane Review, which looked at 150 studies on masks. Cochrane has always been the accepted authority in medicine forever. Anytime they do their comprehensive reviews, everyone says this is now the gold standard, except when it challenged the dogma, except when it gave results that some people simply did not like. Dr. McCary, thanks for all the work you've been doing. 
I, and I know you've been writing a lot of editorials at the Wall Street Journal and other places as well, but when you hear Dr. Fauci say, as he did in that interview on CNN, it may not work in a large group basis, but on an individual basis, it still can. Buck and I had this conversation where if you acknowledge the data reflects that you might have been wrong, people actually trust you more. Why do you think so many doctors are afraid to acknowledge the evolving data on masks and not just admit that they didn't actually have an impact? Well, I think we're in a new era right now, Clay, when doctors are no longer doing their own analysis of the research. What we've lost in medicine is the art of the critical appraisal of research. This research is strong. This research is bad. You throw this one out. This one is solid. We've lost that. Instead, now doctors have gone partisan because there's a guy in office they don't like or didn't like, and this other guy is against that guy, so I'm with this guy. And that is the tragedy right now of modern medicine. And if you look at the history of modern medicine, it's not the first time. As a matter of fact, it's a trend. Opioids are not addictive. How long did we believe that for? That was the consensus that was from on high. The doctors' groups, the medical journals, the industry all pushed it for 30 years. If you said something to the contrary, it was, well, that's not, you know, there was, you were sidelined. Saturated fat causing heart disease, that's not true. That was a dogma for 50 years until it was disproven. Kids should avoid peanuts. That was dogma. It was not true. It actually created a lot of peanut allergies. So we have a history. There's actually a trend line of doctors not doing their own critical analysis. They just sign on to the group think. Dr. McCary, one thing that you come across with people sometimes who are the uh, the mask dead-enders, if you will, they'll say, well, why do doctors and surgeons wear masks in the hospital still, idiot? <laughs> what? Do you, what? Do you, how do you respond to that? I mean, given what the Cochrane study shows, because to me, it's, yeah, maybe doctors actually shouldn't be walking around necessarily with masks on unless it's to, what, stop droplets during surgery or something. That would make sense. That's right. Look, if we sneeze and there's droplet uh, contamination, that's not droplet contamination we want in a sterile field. But go to overseas and you will see surgeons operating with no mask or their mask below their nose, and we don't see differences in infection rates. Now, I wear a mask when I do surgery because that's our protocol, and I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. But you're talking about a sterile field, and you're talking about no evidence to support it. We just do it. When it comes to covering the faces of children in school, you're causing harm. And when you have a definitive study that shows that masks do not alter the trajectory of the infection, what do you do with that inconvenient data if you're a masked cult member? Yeah, you know, Doc, I, I, I got to ask, I mean, do you think there's a prominent doctor out there who would publicly debate you on this issue, or do they just know that when push comes to so, uh, push comes to shove, the facts will smash them? No, no one will. Do, I, I've never found anyone courageous enough to actually discuss it head-to-head, because if you look at the shreddy, the, the terrible evidence that they cite to support masks, it's the hairdresser study in Maricopa County that the CDC did themselves. It's the Boston School District study where they cherry-picked schools. The study was redone and found to have the opposite result. That is, it was found to have no impact. So if we actually talk about the evidence, then it's a very clear discussion. But people don't want to talk about the actual data. 
Dr. McCary, I, I, I'm curious on this too, and we appreciate you coming on. I encourage you to go follow Dr. Marty McCary, uh, read his work that has been widely published all over the place. You are from, uh, Johns Hopkins is where you work now. You've advised Glenn Youngkin. You're in the DC area. I'm sure you saw yesterday I shared a story out of Montgomery County that an elementary school classroom Kids are being forced to wear N95s for 10 days because a few of them have tested positive for COVID. This is a kindergarten classroom. When you see a response like that as a doctor, your reaction is what? Well, it's sad that children are being forced to wear the political badge of adults. Children have become the line in the, in the sand for parents and, and adults having an argument about evidence where they don't want to actually talk about the Cochrane Review. So it's a tragedy. I wish we weren't at this stage. If you look at the money, time, and energy and lawsuits we've spent on back and forth with masks, the Cochrane Review would tell us none of it made a difference. It's a highly contagious virus. The kids are going to get it. They might get it seven times or nine times in their childhood. You, You cannot outrun the lion. When you have one of these cloth or surgical masks on, you're still breathing, and you're just breathing around the mask or through it with a pore size bigger than the virus size. And in terms of, we're speaking to Dr. Marty McCary of Johns Hopkins University Medical uh, Center. In terms of where we go here with with vaccines and boosters or whatever they're calling them now, what I mean is it basically like flu shot level effectiveness? So maybe seniors should consider taking it. And the fact that I, I think it's still official White House guidance that everybody over six months should get a booster. Like, where does all of that stand based on the data? Well, we don't have any data on boosters in young people whatsoever. Never did. Never never had that that research. The study that people have cited to support the booster dose in younger people, it turns out in that Israeli study, when the scientists went back and reanalyzed the data, they found that it was just a healthier group that went out to get the booster. And so they saw lower mortality rate in that group for cancer, and heart disease and COVID and everything, because it's just a healthier group. And so the New England Journal got a letter rebutting that article. So I'd love to see the data that these repeat boosters give you anything more than a sugar high for three months of antibodies. You might get transient protection, but you cannot outrun a highly contagious virus. The White House is already saying that their new booster shot, which is a whole new COVID vaccine, a newly designed COVID vaccine, that's expected to be FDA-approved and CDC-recommended as of Tuesday. They want everyone over 12 years of age to get it. And they say that it works, but there's never been a human trial on that uh, vaccine. No human outcomes data. Dr. Martin McCary with us right now. Where do we go from here? Um, let's pretend that you were in charge of COVID response going forward. What would your advice be to Americans across the political spectrum, Democrats, Republicans, and independents, as we prepare to enter what will be a fourth, it's crazy to think this, that we're still having this conversation, but this is the fourth fall and winter since COVID emerged in a a major way in March of 2020. What would your advice be for the nation? What is the right decision at this point? Well, I'll tell you as a doctor, patients appreciate it when you say, I don't know, when you really don't know, when the evidence is not there to support something, rather than talk with dogma and absolutism, just acknowledge it. In the case of masks, we got it wrong. The data now are very clear. In the case of school closures, we got it wrong. People need to 
own up to these decisions. And we cannot have the government adjudicating on every aspect of American life. Can I go to the gym? What do I do here? How long do I quarantine for? It's a fluid situation. Things change and everyone's different. Everyone has to assess their own individual risk. We've got to use some common sense. I think we've forgotten that. We've turned to the CDC to tell us whether or not we can use a pencil or a pen. We've got to get away from that. Dr. McCary, always appreciate you, sir. Uh, if people want to follow your research, your work, where should they go? So I'm on Twitter, Marty McCary, and I appreciate all the um, uh, re- retweets and, and likes. So uh, always happy to see what you guys have to say, and thanks for having me. All right. Thank you. I mean, Clay, it, it is uh, – man. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, love, I love that reaction that because we could talk a lot of words, but that disgusted sigh that you just released <laughs> there, I feel like is such a perfect approximation of where we are. What? is wrong with people i i just want to walk up and look at and say what has to happen for you to realize you were wrong i'll tell you know i've i've gone through things i mean i i'm trying to think of uh different sort of eras of science where you know i i, I grew up thinking that breakfast cereal was really healthy eat, eat breakfast cereal <laughs> breakfast cereal is not i mean it's overwhelmingly trash it's it's good if you want to you know get to pre-diabetes there really goes fast. the kellogg like, sponsorship whoop just saying. Uh, yeah. No, but, but, you know, in, in terms of, uh, you know, I went to a school where there were fights among the parents and the faculty. I wasn't involved in this, but I remember because this is kind of to Dr. McCary's point about the history of medicine. They told us margarine was so much healthier than butter. Margarine is orders of magnitude worse for you than any, like, it, it's just bad for you. I mean, butter actually is good in moderation and has a lot of good stuff in it. Margarine, terrible for you. I grew up, we only served margarine because butter is so bad for you. What I'm saying is the system gets things wrong. And what he's, what he brought up, people don't even know this. Uh, the book Dreamland by Sam Quinones does an amazing job of laying out how these, how this, uh, pharmaceutical, you know, Purdue Pharma and pharmaceutical companies managed to get away with convincing doctors that basically the most addictive substance on planet earth is not addictive. And this was in the nineties and the early two thousands, everybody. So the notion that now people say, well, were all the doctors wrong? Are you an MD? Yeah, sometimes all the doctors are wrong. Read I'll a history you, book, Libs. Read gi- a history book. I'll give you a perfect example. As frustrated as you are, Buck, individually, I can tell you that as a parent, I cannot imagine how much I would be losing my mind if my kids were in Montgomery County schools and my kindergartners were required to wear a mask as they're doing right now. And I'll give you a perfect example that sums this up, Buck. When you and I were kids, our moms and every mom out there who has a kid in the, in the neighborhood of being 40 years old, all of you were told, put your babies on their stomach. That was the teaching. Every doctor, every pediatrician, they said, we want to try to limit sudden infant deaths. Make sure that you put every baby on their stomach. I just had three kids, and so I know now that they have completely reversed that guidance, and they now say, actually, you should put babies on their back. Putting babies on their stomach made it more likely that they were going to die of SIDS. So all of the experts out there, Buck, who were saying, hey, put your babies on their stomach, make sure you do this, this is what the science shows, they got it 100% wrong, and now they flip the guidance. So what my parents were told to do when I was a baby 
is different than what I was told to do with my own children. Science is often wrong. That's why it must be challenged aggressively. And what we have seen during COVID, and this is scary, is complete acquiescence to the idea that science is infallible, which was perfectly personified by Dr. Fauci himself, Buck, saying what? I am the science. I am the science. Such a terrifying idea because what it represents is you can't be challenged if you are the science. And I know, and I still, I still get the people that say, you know, oh, I, I, you know, I like Clay and Buck on a lot of things, but they talk about this stuff too much. If we don't attack the edifice of how this all went wrong, this becomes the playbook for how they do more of this in the future. This, this, the machine has stayed intact as we can all see because they're thinking about revving up the machine again. No consequences and your kindergartners in Montgomery County, we got people listening to us right now with kids in Montgomery County. We got our brand new DC affiliate. They're going to have to wear masks, five year olds for 10 days for a virus that has no impact on them. By the way, 95, KN95 mask. I mean, these things are uncomfortable for adults to wear. You think kindergartners trying to learn how to read and trying to learn how to equip themselves in school are being well addressed by this? This is shameful. It's indefensible and needs to be called out and ridiculed to the fullest amount of all of our power. I, I just had a family member tell me that, uh, that, that this family member's doctor requires masks. Going in today requires masks. Of course. Of course. That's why you have to fight it. They're not going to give up. It, they're going to try to take it back. No matter how indestructible a cell phone is manufactured to be, they can still break down after a couple of years of wear and tear. If you doubt that, look right now, those of you on the VIP, my phone is an absolute disaster based on all the times that I have dropped it. Uh, and guess what? I'm in this group, and right now you can get a brand-new 5G Samsung Galaxy from Pure Talk for free. A brand-new 5G Samsung Galaxy with two-day battery life, edge-to-edge display, ultra-strong glass. When you sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, text, 15-gig data plan for just 35 bucks a month. Mobile hotspot included as well. All the data you could ever need for half the price of the big carriers on America's most dependable 5G network. Make the switch to Pure Talk today. Get hooked up. Here's how you do it. Dial pound 250. Say Clay and Buck for your free super durable 5G Samsung Galaxy. Again, right now, pound 250. Say Clay and Buck. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. The torch of truth. Passed and still lit every day. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years. And in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. 
Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver Airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Marty Carey, absolutely fantastic. And again, for those of you out there who are listening, kindergarten, yesterday I said third grade. Apologies for getting the grade wrong. I didn't want to name the teacher. Uh, but a kindergarten classroom requiring all of their kids to wear masks for the next 10 days over COVID in 95 masks. I mean, this is crazy. We've promoted a lot. We <laughs> promise. We promise next. We'll talk about this Washington Post journalist who's asked very basic stuff about Joe Biden's obvious corruption. And he's like, I'm out of here. It's like smoke, throw the smoke bomb time. You know, you got to escape, got to evade. We'll get into that coming up here in just a moment. The Biden administration will be remembered in history books for so many bad ideas, so many poor decisions, and they may be on the verge of doing something that's even crazier than anything they've done so far, my friends. According to former Wall Street insider and digital currency expert, a guy who picked the uh, top crypto many years in a row, Tika Tawari, that the federal government could announce a new currency system that will take over in this country. The suggested theory has them placing the currency that we have or replacing the currency that we have with a digital one, introducing digital dollars. So basically central bank digital currency. I mean, think of the effect that will have on their ability to track everything you do, every transaction, and to just take money out of your bank account whenever they feel like it. You've got to learn what Tika Tawari has to say about this. Go online at dollarrecall.com to see this video. Learn how to opt out of this digital dollar, among other important information that is shared. DollarRecall.com, paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we've been talking about it. What happens when you are a an establishment journo over at the Washington Post? You're a columnist at the Washington Post, media columnist. And you are asked a question about the Biden crime. What show, guys, what show is this on? I just want to give credit to it. I don't see it here in the, let me know. We can play it and I'll credit it. We come back, but this was on a, a different podcast. Play four. What do you take from the text message to his adult daughter? Hundred text messages. I have to give fifty percent of my income to Pop. I have no idea what that means. I don't. I have no idea what that means. Well, it's it's it's. it's it, I know it's circumstantial evidence, and you prefer that. No, what what, what could it I, mean? I have no idea. But doesn't it, I don't know. Well, did, I appreciate your. Has anybody has, has anybody asked her? I, I don't know. I don't know. Don't you think somebody should ask her? Okay. Like I, I'm not. I just said I don't know, and I don't know what to make of it. So I have nothing yeah, but, to say you, about it. Yeah, what, but what you it, say? yeah, but you say there's no evidence. No evidence. But then there's a text message where he says I give Pop fifty percent of my money. That's that's evidence. 
evidence. Okay, well, what? Okay, fine, fine. So it's evidence. Hey, oh. I feel you want me to leave, like just walk out in the middle of this you because that way you can. You, can, you can go. Right. Is this a standard? Really? This is the way the Washington Post handles people who disagree yeah, when with I, them. Yeah, when I agree to be on for forty-five minutes, go, go, and then go. I get on for an hour and fifteen. Yeah, go. that after a while go. I go. Okay, first of all. <laughs> If, if you're good, don't, don't wait for him to ask you a question you don't like him. You're like, oh, we're over time. Uh, we're over time. I gotta go. Um, but, but second of all, Clay, I, I have a crazy theory. Um, when someone in a text message says that they have to give half their money to somebody, I would want to find out if they were giving half their money to somebody or some portion of their money to someone. In this case, Joe Biden. I love this clip. Because I think it synthesizes the willful blindness and lies that so many people are using. And just imagine that this is 1972 or whatever it was, and that is Woodward or that is Bernstein there. And they are being questioned, and they say, hey, there's a decent amount of evidence that the president might have been involved in some way in helping to cover up a break-in at the Watergate. And the Washington Post reporter, Woodward or Bernstein, had said, I don't know, that's circumstantial. What do you want me to do? Actually investigate it? Yeah, that's what I would like for you to do. If you claim to be a journalist whose goal is to hold people in positions of power accountable and not be a propagandist whose goal is to protect people in positions of power, then yes, the bare minimum amount of questioning that you should do, if all, I, I've said this, but I'm going to keep hammering it home, and I understand how frustrated so many of you are about this. This is what we talked about with Jim Jordan a little bit. The tide is moving in our direction, and it's because reasonable people are starting to ask the question, wait a minute, when Hunter Biden is sitting next to his dad, and he says to a Chinese Communist Party official, if I don't get millions of dollars, and I'm paraphrasing, Basically, there's going to be hell to pay. You don't want to cross the Bidens. When there are reports credibly offered that millions of dollars were paid by Burisma uh, to the Biden family to try to avoid consequential uh, punishment for their behavior in Ukraine. When, Buck, there is, as this question is asked, a suggestion from Hunter Biden that he has to give half of his money to Joe Biden... When Tony Bobolinsky has uh, testified that there was 10% reserve for the big guy, when there are tens of millions of dollars in payments that have been routed through secret bank accounts to, I believe, nine different members of the Biden family from Chinese and Russian and Ukrainian uh, enemies of the United States, you can say... You may not believe that that behavior by Joe Biden is criminal, not to mention 20 different phone calls made to Hunter Biden's uh, business associates, a bevy of anonymous emails that were drafted by Joe Biden. You can say, I don't think that's criminal. What you cannot say, Buck, is, oh, there's no evidence that Joe Biden was involved in any of this, which is what they're still trying to argue. Or just also throwing out there that it's circumstantial evidence, like, most people are sent to prison based on circumstantial evidence. Yes. I know people, there's usually not actually an eyewitness. This may come as a shock <laughs> to, uh, to some people, the Washington Post, but, uh, there's, oh, it's the, you know, if yeah. you're in a closing argument in a, in a trial and you're thinking all the evidence is circumstantial, I rest my case. 
your client's going to prison. Like, that doesn't actually win the case and, for and you. And by the way, lots of circumstantial evidence combined is far more reliable than one eyewitness because the data reflects that eyewitnesses get things wrong all the time because they misremember, because they don't recognize people as well as they should have. That's the data. Circumstantial evidence strung together is actually far more powerful. And I always use this yeah. analogy, but I think it's a good one. Yeah. You go to I bed. Mean, Clay, you know, sometimes sometimes my wife tells me to take out the trash, and what I hear is, keep watching the U.S. Open. It's that's a really right. good match. You know? I mean, that's what my brain tells me. That's right. You're an eyewitness to something that may not have actually occurred. And by the way, let me just say this. Circumstantial evidence. This ends the argument once and for all that circumstantial evidence is always bad, but it's such a good one that many of us are taught in law school. You go to bed at night. It has not snowed. You close your blinds. You close your curtains. You go to bed. You wake up the next morning. There are 10 inches of snow on the ground outside of your home. You are not an eyewitness to snowfall. The fact that the snow fell from your perspective is circumstantial. You went to bed, it wasn't there. You woke up and it was there. Still pretty good evidence that the snow fell, right? Yeah. Uh, this is, this a is lot from of this the, is trumped up. This is from the Commodore's. That, that clip was from the Comedy Cellar uh, podcast, uh, Comedy Cellar Live podcast, just to give credit to that. And, um, oh, we've got some Korean Jean-Pierre clips now. Why is it that... Joe Biden did not wear a mask with the uh, recipient of the Medal of Honor yesterday, Vietnam Medal of Honor recipient. You might have seen the video, which also Biden left early. We mentioned at the top of the show. People said, what's that all about? You know, feel like Biden should be able to stick through the whole thing. Um, here is, first off, why he didn't wear a mask at all. Play 20. And just start with what the ceremony was all about, because it's incredibly important. Uh, the president took off his mask. Uh, as I said he would, to deliver incredibly powerful remarks about this captain, Captain Taylor, uh, and what he did in service to our, our nation, and he wanted to honor uh, the captain. And for a brief time afterwards, he also uh, didn't have his mask on, as you just laid out. I mean, Clay, this is so, this is so dumb. But this has been true of, of, of the mask people, the, the mask advocates all along here, which is that it's as though they say, it's super important that everybody wears a raincoat because if you get wet, you're never going to get dry and it's going to be terrible. And they go, but I mean, I'm going to take it off for a few minutes because it's really important. Well, which is it, right? I mean, it can't be both. And that is what this, they do with masks. This is important. Yesterday, Corrine Jean-Pierre said that Joe Biden would be wearing a mask indoors everywhere because Jill Biden t- tested positive for COVID and he was going to be as protective as he could. Also yesterday... Joe Biden did not wear any mask at all for the entire ceremony, honoring, to his credit, Captain Taylor. I want to make sure we give credit to Captain Taylor, Medal of Honor recipient, hero for what he did in the Vietnam War. But so now the standard is if Joe Biden has to deliver a powerful uh, speech or if he has to speak uh, to a heroic individual, then there's no need to wear the mask. So, So what is the standard here? The standard is, according to Corinne Jean-Pierre, if he has to say something powerful or if he has to be involved in an important proceeding, then he doesn't need to wear the mask. Well, this is no different. This is even worse, arguably, than the, hey, wear your mask between bites on an airplane or pull down your mask uh, or my favorite. This may be my total favorite, Buck. You can you have to wear a mask to walk to your restaurant table. 
But as soon as you sit down, you can take off the mask and consume uh, all the food that you want because everybody knows COVID only travels at eye level. And once you are seated, you're all safe. I mean, this is all so stupid, yet they're trying to execute the same plan again because there were no consequences for all the lies that they told. That's why. Some product discoveries are the kind you hear about once and you know it's worth looking into. Chalk's Male Vitality Stack is one of them. This is an all-natural supplement set specially formulated to provide guys with more energy, stamina, and drive. Make it part of your everyday regimen and thrive with the energy and focus that comes back into your life. The leading ingredient in Chalk's Male Vitality Stack replenishes the body's testosterone level by some 20% over three months' time. That's crucial because it's what the body relies on as a source of fuel. When you actually learn about how testosterone levels impact guys as they age, it's no wonder why so many of us feel so tired. But you can get a natural boost with Chalk Supplements. You can find Chalk's products online. Their website is easy to remember. It's spelled C-H-O-Q.com. Save 35% off any Chalk subscription you choose for life when you use my name, Buck, in your purchase process. There's a 35% savings forever on that subscription. But you got to use code Buck, so that's code B-U-C-K, my name, and go to Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com. Get to know the guys outside the issues. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck, a new podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver Airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. 
Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Joe Biden just walked into another venue in the White House not wearing a mask and said that they told him that he's supposed to be wearing one for 10 days, but he wants the press to not report that he wasn't wearing a mask. Do we have this audio? I mean, it's very strange behavior by Biden. Um, 21, let's listen to this, and then I want to bring in a guy who is still dealing with the aftermath of not being willing to wear a mask, uh, Kylan in Santa Cruz, California. But first, here's Biden's strange commentary to the White House press corps today. Lord, let me explain to the press. I've been tested again today. I'm clear across the board, but they keep telling me because this has to be 10 days or something, I got to keep wearing it, but don't tell them I didn't have it on when I walked in. Okay. So, Buck, Joe Biden, press secretary, said he's always going to be wearing a mask indoors, but Joe Biden continues to show up for White House events and refuse to wear the mask. So what's actually going on here? I mean, this is becoming somewhat interesting. I mean, is he rebelling against his own White House? It's it's a uh, it's obvious to anybody who looks at it. I think it's a political allegiance tool. It's effectively your willingness to do what they want you to do and to bend the knee and to accept all the stupidity is just a sign that you're going to be part of the in group with the left and the Democrats. There's no sign. It, it is impossible. Look, at Dr. McCary has never BSed us once here. Correct. You know, he's never gotten ahead of where the data is. He's never, you know. He's been very cautious about what he's willing to say, what he's not, but he's always been on the data. I asked him straight up, could any medical practitioner present you with a case for masking, for example, that would withstand and make sense? He said they're too scared to even try. And he's right. Of course he's right. Uh, all right. I want Kylan in Santa Cruz, who is with us now. He called in to tell his story. Kylan, you're out in California. Uh, explain yeah. what happened to you. As a result of a mask mandate, and I believe this was in 2023, just give us the full story. Sure. Thank you so much for having me on. And it, it sounds like uh, uh, Biden needs to be fired for not wearing a mask to me. <laughs> no doubt. Well, so, yeah, I work as a musician in town, and I was let go from a, a, a longtime position a couple years ago for not getting the vaccine and was unable to get gigs for a couple years because of the vaccine mandates at all the venues and schools in town. Those have been slowly rolled back, and I have been got a few new t- positions, including at this small private school, working with their music department. I was hired. I went through the whole background process and everything, background check, and was set to start, and I got a message saying that they were returning to masks for all the students. And so I asked the, the music director, I said, well, during choir class, you, singing is, there's a lot of breath control, and we saw the death of choirs for uh, several years as no one really wanted to come. Who wants, you got to wear your mask all day. The last thing you want to do is sing into your mask. And it requires certain mouth uh, positions, certain breath control. And as a choir instructor, it completely impedes your ability to effectively teach the class. So I was told the health department was going to reach out to me and talk about my concerns and maybe the possibility that kids could sing in class. A uh, day before I was supposed to start, this is just two days ago, I received an email letting me go, essentially, because of my question. So instead of being contacted by the health department, they just, just chose to just fire me. Okay, hold on. I want to get make sure we get this right. You were fired two days ago yes. by a California school 
because you didn't want your choir students to be forced to wear masks while they sing? And it wasn't even that. It was I had just raised my concern. It was, and I was supposed to speak with the health department. So they just skipped that whole part completely and went straight to the firing instead of having this a conversation with me. I just, Are you I, sure I, that, I mean, did, did they, did they give you this reason for termination? Or are they going to claim yeah. there was some other so reason? I, po- I posted it on my sub stack, uh, and I, with, with a screenshot of the email saying, because of your concerns raised about the mask mandates, we decided to move in another direction. Those are the words. Um, so I, I have some people. Make sure you give your information to our producers because I have some people you should talk to on the legal side. I, I got some friends, so we got we I got some ideas here, my friend. We'll, we'll, we'll keep pushing on this one. I, I really appreciate it, and this is something that's in real life, but in, in digital as well. I, I I wrote one song criticizing Tony Fauci last year, and my entire YouTube channel was removed over the uh, fifteen year YouTube channel. YouTube is YouTube. People have to realize. I thought that I, I actually. And by the way, our caller, I appreciate you very much. What's what's your Substack so people can check it out? It's Foundring F O U N D R I N G Foundring at, at Substack. All right, so thanks we'll put so it up much. on ClayandBuck.com so people can go read that and the full story as he has written it as well because it's pretty crazy to think about, Buck. Uh, is is that crazier or is it crazier? When for band practice they were cutting holes in masks for the oboe players, which is a real thing that happened in America in the last two years. I'm just wondering. What about, I was going to say that's crazy, Buck. They also had those like personal protective like tents. The bubbles. The bubbles. I don't yeah. even know what those things yeah. were called, and you were supposed to stand inside of them and play an instrument. I, I used to go to a I used to go to a park during the pandemic right along um, the uh, West Side Highway. And they had set up like social distancing circles for people. So you're outside, but you have to be. And as we know, guys, they're, they're, they haven't admitted any of this is wrong. That's the Correct. thing you have to remember. And so if you think just ignoring it will make it go away, uh, it, it absolutely, absolutely will not. Um, I, I'm sitting here. It is, it is unfathomable that this is where, where we are with all this clay. Honestly, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, and and for people out there who may be fortunate enough to live where I do in Tennessee or where you do in Florida, I think some of this COVID insanity can be uh can be you know forgotten about because our politicians have been so aggressive in making sure that we don't go through this again. But remember, there has been no reckoning. No Democrat politician lost their job because they got everything wrong on COVID. They all are emboldened. They're all convinced that their decision-making was ratified by the votes in 2022, and they're going to do it again. This is why you can't have consequence-free decision-making. I keep hammering it home because we're now in football season. We hold our high school, college, and pro football coaches to higher standards than we do our politicians. It's staggering that we could have reached this position, but this is where we are. Again, there are kindergartners right now in public school in Maryland being forced to wear N95 masks all day over COVID right they now. They should just say for winter. choir practice, only like the fully hooded respirators with the breathing apparatus. Try and sing through that. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.